Good morning. So is anyone looking forward to the Olympics? Have you ever thought about what a person has to do to participate in the Olympics? First of all, there's a lot of time involved. People dedicate years of their life to reach the Olympics. The typical Olympian plays the sport from anywhere from 8 to 19 years before reaching the Olympics. Most Olympians start young, playing sports in primary school. It's almost impossible to get to the Olympics in a sport you haven't fallen in love with. Olympians dedicate thousands of hours to the sport. Here's a rough example of a typical training schedule. When first introduced to the sport as preteens, 250 hours of training per year over six months. After making the junior national team as teens, 600 hours per year over nine and a half months. After making the Olympics team in late teens or 20s, 1,100 hours per year over 11 months. Now, most Olympians say that coaching is the most important factor for success and recommend it even before you compete at a local level. Being an Olympian is one of these things. You have to want it so bad that you eat, sleep, and breathe it. You have to dream about it at night. This is definitely not a Sunday afternoon hobby. You can't get there without a team, family, fellow athletes, coaches, and all the supportive people in your life will help you stay motivated and make your dream possible. Now, what does that have to do with today's study? Well, let's turn to section 76 in the Doctrine and Covenants. This section consists of several visions regarding what happens to people in the next life. And you're going to find a discussion of many choices that people make and the future results of those choices. And it talks about the different levels and different things that happen, but we are focused on the celestial kingdom. That is our Olympic goal. We start early in our preparations. At age eight, we make our first covenant and enter into a relationship with God. Now, the years of practice take on a new level. You have a personal coach, the Holy Ghost. As you study section 76, you will almost see a checklist of to-do items. Let's look at verses 51 through 53. They are they who received the testimony of Jesus and believed on his name and were baptized after the manner of his burial, being buried in the water in his name, and this according to the commandment which he has given, that by keeping the commandments they might be washed and cleansed from all their sins and receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands of him who is ordained and sealed unto this power, and who, overcome by faith, and are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, which the Father sheds forth upon all those who are just and true. Do you see kind of a checklist there? Receive a testimony. Check. Believes. Yes. Check. 
baptized, check. Keep the commandments, check. Receive the Holy Ghost, check. Overcome by faith, check. Don't look at these as check mark section. But I want you to look at these as to what happens to you as a person if those things are happening in your life. Because, one, you're supposed to do them, and others expect you to do those things. Is that why you're doing them? Or two, as I said earlier, it's almost impossible to get to the Olympics in a sport you haven't fallen in love with. And it is impossible to get to the celestial kingdom if you don't love the Lord with all your heart, might, mind, and strength. So which of those two is the motive for being baptized, keeping the commandments, receiving the Holy Ghost, praying, reading your scriptures, going to church? Is it because you're supposed to do them and others expect you to do them? Or is it because you really love the Lord and you want to follow him? You want to be his disciple. It isn't about a checklist of things to do. It's about relationship. It is developing a relationship with the Lord. It is entering in to a covenant with him that that relationship develops. It's feeling him in your life, in your story. It's feeling his guidance, his comfort, his love, his encouragement that changes your nature from the natural man who looks inward and always thinks about me, 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 and how does this affect me, and what about me, and I get this, and I want that. It changes that to being outward-facing, as the Savior was. That's a divine nature. Looking outward, how can I make life easier for my mother? How can I make life easier for my father? How can I support my brother or my sister? How can I help people outside my family? How can I serve? The outward look is the Christ-like nature. So, it's feeling in a relationship with the Savior that turns you to be more compassionate, to changes you to look for ways you can lift burdens and how you can serve others. And that change, you will find wholeness and happiness. But remember, it's not about you. You will spend 1,000 times 10,000 hours at this over a lifetime. Some days you will consider that it's not about you, what you want, what you think, that it's about turning your focus outward in compassion to others, and some days you fail at that. And that's why we have the wonderful principle of repentance that we can turn again to the Savior. Turn again, turn again, turn again. Try again, practice, practice, practice. I could easily restate my introduction. All the little bit of difference in wording. 
Most Latter-day Saints say that coaching is the most important factor for success. Who are our coaches? The gift of the Holy Ghost, family, leaders at church. You have to want to return to live with Heavenly Father so bad that you eat, sleep, and breathe it. You have to dream about it at night. This is not a Sunday-only hobby. This is a journey of a lifetime that changes you. And you can't get there without a team, family, faithful friends, coaches, and all the supportive people in your life will help you stay motivated and make your dream possible. That dream happens in the becoming. Doing is important, but the purpose is to become. Unless an Olympic athlete does the right things in training, they will not become the athlete they need to be to reach their goal. And unless we do the right things in this training ground, we will not become the person that we need to be to reach our goal. So the challenge question What specific thing will you do this week for either your mother or your father as an act of service? Have a great week, everybody, and remember to always follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.